and welcome back to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. This is part two of our Rewind on the Eurovision Song Contest of 1965. If you want to check out what we had to say about the first nine songs, as well as the background on the year and what we've been listening to for the last week or so, you can go check that out on the podcast feed. Thanks for tuning in. So we are halfway through, and we are going to uh, Ingvar Vixell, Sweden, with the song Absent Friend. As you guys probably noticed, the song was not in Swedish. Yes. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> I thought that that was a rule. Interesting. It actually wasn't. But this was the first ever Eurovision song to be sung in a non-official language of the country that it was representing. Whoa. And I think I was a year for first. Yeah, totally. And I think the broadcasters union just assumed that everyone would send a song in their own language, but um, <laughs> it took 10 years for that to not happen. And this led to a rule that started the year later that required countries to sing in their official language. And that rule kind of like went in and out of enforcement till 1999 which is which is when it was like gone for good but yeah that's that's that on that so what did you guys think of the song such a weird opera in english is a a, an odd mix (laughs) would have made literally no difference if this was in swedish i don't know why yeah it doesn't work the recording on spotify is in swedish (laughs) really recorded it in swedish i don't know why i didn't perform it in swedish but whatever (laughs) that's so weird Absent friend as well. A lot of these are a lot more like melancholy in their lyrics than in, you know, the classic love, love, peace, peace. Have I referenced that every single episode? I think I have. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. We love, 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 peace, peace. (laughs) Um, My thoughts on the song itself, though, besides the fact that it's in English and that's weird, is it's weird. Like the opera is so powerful that it, it... it points it almost hurts like it's almost overwhelming i guess no i would say it is overwhelming um and then the instrumentals don't do like the orchestra doesn't do anything to mitigate that at all there's a very minimal usage of the orchestra and unlike austria's where that minimal usage kind of works to complement the voice i think you need to match power with power in this case and the orchestra just kind of felt like it was struggling at times in comparison to this massive, you know, baritone whole thing. <laughs> it was just weird. It was it just felt wrong. Yeah, this was odd. I kind of like the decision to send like a big power operatic baritone because it certainly sticks out. Like this is something that we haven't seen this year. We haven't seen in any of the other previous ones that we've covered. And so, like, that alone, the fact that he's got this crazy deep voice and that he can, like, he can use it well is immediately a boon. But that said, the song doesn't do anything. It it does absolutely nothing. It goes nowhere. There's no buildup. There is no release. There is no climax. 
there is just baritone for three minutes and then it ends. Yeah, that's how I felt. I would agree mostly. I I was I was into the oboe solo at the beginning. That was yeah. that was fun. And I also liked um like the boom papa boom papa and the strings. But that was fun. I brought up the lyrics and he is like the 1960s version of an incel. Oh no. <laughs> because like the, basically the whole song is just about like unrequited love and like watching someone from afar and like all these things and I'm just like tired of that. I don't know. He had a nice voice, but like you guys kind of said, there were a lot of elements of this song that didn't go together quite well. And his vocal talent was almost distracting from the song, which ended up not being good. Hard to describe, but I think you guys put it, put it best that you know, he had a great voice, but that was kind of all that there was to it. He also looks like James Gandolfini. Wait, who's that? <laughs> who that is either. I just laughed because I thought that you knew who that was. <laughs> <laughs> the actor from The Sopranos. I haven't I seen The Sopranos. Oh, okay. I vibe, but he, he does kind of look like someone who I would imagine would be in The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, you're right. I totally see it. I just look it <laughs> up. <laughs> How do you think the first, what did I say at the first non-native language song? How do you think it did? <laughs> um, This is my pick for Flying Above Its Station this year, because I think okay. it, it's not a great song, but I think that, that the, the impeccable vocal performance is going to get uh gonna get appreciated by the judges i'm exactly with ellis on this one i don't think it should do well i think it will do well right and um also have we gotten to the the lou memorial song that ellis overrates yet or is that yet to come um i don't know if there necessarily is one this time okay um well none of them were danceable enough yeah yeah honestly true i'll i'll mention one later but there's like there's a couple of these but like i didn't adore any of these songs so yeah okay so move on to song number 11 which is france's guy mardel with the song n'avoue jamais which means never admit Um, I hate his voice. That was my biggest takeaway. I hated it. Oh, oh my god. god. I did not like, like this song. Like, oh my god. It... It was so nasally and it lacked it lacked conviction. Like he wasn't convinced of any of his notes. He doesn't know what he's doing there. I don't know. He has very limited stage presence. Oh, I did write he is built like a brick shit house. <laughs> he is a wide lad. Um this song yeah, just, with the, the wide Putin music put over it. <laughs> yeah, fully that. And yeah, no, this was whiny, this was gross. This was I liked the beat. I guess I thought the beat was fun. I don't remember what it was, but um yeah, no, I I don't have anything else to say. I'll just read to you what I wrote. Just a dude singing. I could do that. Simply not good. Good. <laughs> you could do so much better too, though. <laughs> Thank you. Military march drum beat and subpar singing, and people in the comments are like, "He should have won." They are. That's disgusting. Yeah. In the in the comments for this video, they're like, "Oh, oh you it know, was stolen from him. He was robbed." And like, no. I'm on the first comment of the video now, and it says, in all caps, wonderful song, dot, 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 
one of the best of of the of the best of is not in caps all times dot dot wonderful singer Guy Mardell four exclamation marks <laughs> what is this who who paid these people to write these I didn't think this was that bad this is the common thread of <laughs> this year <laughs> Dylan and I trash a song, and then Ellis is like, I liked it. I won't. <laughs> no. I thought this was perfect. I thought this was the best performance of any of the men so far. Really? Yeah. For Udo Jurgen. For Udo? soothe voice. Yeah, because it was like, I okay, so first off, I think this was the first one that made me go, oh, it's a proto-heartthrob. Like, this is the first dude that made me think that. And then secondly... Like I think this is one of the better constructed songs in terms of like in terms of the energy of the song cuz I like unlike the baritone monotony previously like I thought this one did a good job of doing multiple things and hitting multiple multiple high points and presenting a range of energy and I thought he sold the song well I didn't like the pacing of the song Personally, I thought it was weird when, because like it would be like this one thing, then it would slow down, then it would go to like the na jamais, and then it was like, and it sped up again with the weird military beat that Milan was talking about. So, I, I I think that there definitely was more of like a, there were more highs and lows, I guess. But I think that the pacing was a little bit strange in certain areas, also. Okay, I thought this, <laughs> I thought this was perfectly good. Like it was, which means it'll don't, do poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah don't mistake that for me saying it's perfect i thought it was just like yep this is for sure, good. For sure. This is, it's an enjoyable song that does a better job of being engaging than so many of the other ones we've seen so far it was engaging i'll give it that so do you think it'll be engaging enough to make an impact on the scoreboard no <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah i mean <laughs> nothing else to say i didn't like this song <laughs> bottom half Actually, yeah i think it's, it's like france I, it's france so i feel like there's going to be some some like almost politicking votes for it. It's like, ooh, France, oh. ooh, culture, whatever. I think that's like one thing that's funny about this too is that I mean like Luxembourg and Monaco were in this year. So basically France was being represented three different times and this is <laughs> just out of all three and this is the actual country. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So anyway, time for song number twelve, which is uh Sol de Inverno, which means winter sun by Simone de Oliveira from Portugal. Sequence, finally. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, I said like her dress on this Very sparkly. Oh, oh, yes, yes. I said something about the dress also. Stunning sparkly dress is what I said. Also, stunning voice. Yes. She had a great, like, powerful voice. It was one of the best ones of the one of the best voices of the night. Definitely, yeah. I I think that this had soul and conviction down. This was like my one little nitpick was that they kept they zoomed in on her and she kept looking down instead of the camera, which I thought was kind of strange. She didn't really connect with the audience in a way that I thought she could have. But, um, it looks like she's reading off of some lyrics or something. I, yeah, like, like she wrote the lyrics on her hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was great. I, I thought the end was really climactic, and that in general this had a really good pacing. And 
you know, through doing this podcast, I'm learning that Portugal is gradually becoming one of my favorite Eurovision countries, so... Yeah, no, I also thought the song was very good. Her voice is uh, impeccable. So is her dress. I think... Uh, was, oh, no, there was this one section during kind of like the bridge where there's a sax solo or something like that. Some, some horn of some kind, which definitely stood out because that had not been done before in the performance. And I thought it was like very fresh. And the way that she sung it, it made it feel dramatic, but also very intimate, which I think is like a a very impressive skill. Props to her. Great voice. The song, good. (laughs) Ain't got nothing more to say. I think this is certainly a contender. For the top? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I like like (laughs) the way you're thinking. How about you, Melon? I I think um, I have three that are for the top in my case. Austria, yeah, it was Austria. This one, and then one more that we have yet to come. See, all right. So I have an idea of what that other one might be, but um, we'll get there when we get there. So next up, we have song number thirteen, which is Bobby Slow's "Piangi Seridi," which means "If you cry, if you laugh," from Italy. Piangi, amore, io piango con te, perché sono parte di te. Sorridi sempre, se tu non vuoi, non vuoi vedere, soffrire mai. This one sounded a lot like Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. This guy sounds, this guy wants to be Elvis so bad. (laughs) He's even got the like faux Hawaiian slide guitar right towards the start. (laughs) Yeah. This was a weird one. It was weird. Yeah. I also, as far as I can tell, the only one to bring backup singers. Yeah, I noticed that also. That was really strange. I did not notice that. No one else did, yeah. You can barely see them, because like, you can see them right at the start and then a little bit in the corner right at the end, but it's mostly just yeah. tight focus on the main guy. No, I'm rewatching the video now without sound because for some reason that broke. But yeah, yeah, I, I just, I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> That's crazy. The camera usually shows him on the right side of the screen. So like, there's extra space. So they could show the backup singers if they wanted to. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> That's weird. I didn't. Yeah, I, this is. I think the only song that I didn't write any notes on about the song itself, and I think that's telling. All I talked about was the suit, the fact that he wants to be Elvis, and that lacks conviction. <laughs> Definitely lacks conviction. Yeah, it had it had some like synthetic soul. I think it's like the <laughs> it it added the bottle of the soul flavoring, but it didn't actually smoke the meat. Yeah. Throwback. This is a rubber soul. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should have a bad joke sound clip for yeah, to warn to warn listeners. <laughs> I think this song was similar to Belgium's in that like it's fine, it's just not memorable. Yeah, was much better though. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it was like, yep, this is this is Dece. That's it. Yeah. So th- will this one kind of go down in a similar way that you said that Belgium might? The end. Yeah. Because, like, who's going to vote for this? Who is compelled enough by this song to give it points? 
I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of the point with the host song. I guess so, but I mean... Jonathan, yeah. has, anyone, has anyone ever won this contest back-to-back? Uh, yes, but also um, in like the 50s and 60s, the the country that won didn't always host the year after. Uh. It wasn't really like a hard and fast thing until like 70s and 80s. Okay. So Italy didn't necessarily win the year before this. But anyway, I think that concludes our thoughts on Italy. So next we're going to Denmark, song number 14, which is Urdin Skuld, which I did not write down what that means. Sorry about it. It's by Brigitte Bruhl. And I have a lot to say about this. I have um, almost nothing to say about this, so I would like to go first. But, but I have a fun fact. Can I oh, do that? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Welcome to the Fun Fact Fjord. Um, after this in the 1970s, this singer became involved with a group called Amazona Grupa, which is which Wikipedia describes as a feminist music and theater group. Awesome. I thought that was interesting, and I'm curious to to learn more about that. Do you think she was part of the music side or the theater side? Just kidding. (laughs) That wasn't even a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laughing. Jonathan, I'm surprised that you said that you have things to say about this one. Yeah, I just why? say them. Can I just can I can I dispel the rumors? Can I address the situation at hand? Yeah, I, this, this lady ter- this lady terrifies me, and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because she doesn't <laughs> blink. She does not <laughs> blink. She's a robot. She is a lizard person. Uh, oh my god, I didn't notice. She needs to blink. Uh, yeah, no, I, this, oh, these are all my goes. notes. There's one. There's one. Okay, but here's the thing. My entire notes for this song were, something about this is unsettling. Outfit is weird. She needs to blink. I think she is a robot or a lizard person. She half blinks. She, like, doesn't quite close her eyes all the way. Like, unless you have two glass eyes, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that, honestly, that this conversation about her ability to blink should tell you all you need to know about this song. That that is the only thing that is need that we need to talk about. Yeah, it's just like yeah. another one that sounds like a movie musical without legs to stand on. Here's all that I wrote in my notes. Instrumentals are overpowering the vocals. Yeah. I don't even remember what it sounds like. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. strings is what it sounds like. So like shit tier for this one? Oh yeah. Probably. <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think we're done it, talking. Really, it really does sound like something out of a movie musical. It's weird. Yeah, definitely. Sound of Music did come out this year, I think. Did it really? I thought it came out in like the, I don't know, slightly earlier. Maybe not. Um, I noted that Mary Poppins and My Fair Lady were the big winners of the Oscars this year. So. Oh, that tracks then. Oh, no, yeah, Sound, Sound of Music, music did was come out that year. April 1st. Yeah. Dude, that was the best April Fool's Day. Just kidding. Of all time. <laughs> Oh boy, we're moving on to song number 15 next, which is Pupé de Cire, Pupé de Son by France Scal. Je 
means um, wax doll ragdoll. But also, this brings us into my fun fact. Welcome to the Fun Fact Fjord. So the title is like a play on words. It's like, so it means wax doll ragdoll, but like poupée de son also means doll of sound. Uh-huh. And also, um, the song was written by Serge Gainsbourg. Do you know who that is? Oh, Serge Gainsbourg? Whoa, he's a big deal. Yeah, he wrote the song. And um, so for Milan and those of you out there who don't know, um, he was a really influential songwriter from France. He's also like this huge, like, kind of like gross philanderer, uh, kind of pervert. He wrote and performed songs alongside a lot of notable singers like Jane Birkin, Brigitte Bardot, and Petula Clark, to name a few. Also, France Gall, obviously. Um, and about this song in particular, he said, The songs that young people turn to for help in their first attempts at discovering what life and love are about are sung by people too young and inexperienced to be of much help and condemned by their celebrity to find out. So basically, the song is kind of just about how France is this like kind of like puppet to her songwriter. And that she has no significant lived experiences and that, like, she's... Whoa. Yeah, because, oh. like, it, kind of in the tradition of things that are written by Gainsbourg, it has a lot of, like, double meaning in the lyrics also. I mean, pull the lyrics, so this is definitely worth talking about. Um, also, Charlotte Gainsbourg's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, do you know about the song they did together? Uh, maybe. I they did know. a song called Incest Citron, which means lemon incest, but it's a play on words because it's, like... Zest de citron means like lemon zest. Oh, huh. it's kind of like a feel like I don't know. Anyway, but um, the song like there's like a line like brisé en mille éclats de voix, which is like brisé en mille éclats means broken into a million pieces, and un éclat de voix is like shouting. So it's like broken into a million pieces of shouting. So like je vois la vie en rose bonbon is like je vois la vie en rose means like to see life through rose tinted glasses or like kind of like ignorance is bliss. En rose bonbon means like bright pink. But, like there's a lot of like wordplay. There's kind of like a couple of lines that are alone. It, it says alone. Sometimes I sigh. I say to myself, what good singing about love this way for no reason without knowing anything of boys. I am nothing but a wax doll, a sawdust doll oh. under the sun of my blonde hair. But one day oh. I'll live my songs. Wax doll, sawdust doll without fearing the warmth of boys. Odd. That feels frightening. I, that feels yeah. concerning. Super creepy, but I do like the song a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I no, like this, might have, this might have been sure. my favorite song of the night. Yeah. This was the only bop. Yes. This was yeah. the closest thing to, like, rock of any kind. This is the closest thing to, you know, the chart toppers. Mm-hmm. It was the most contemporary of the songs. Yeah. It was It was a lot like the French kind of, like, French pop music of this time, for sure. Which, I mean, makes sense, because it's written by Serge Gainsbourg. Exactly. You know, I thought this one was really good. I like this one a lot. Um... It, it was the only one that felt like it was a pop song, I guess, kind of. That's not, okay, that's not necessarily true, but, like, it's the only one that felt like a modern pop song. Because yeah. a lot of these, like, I have no, I don't really have the needed perspective to make the claim I'm about to say, but a lot of them felt dated even for 1965. And this one doesn't as much. Cause like it's, I would say it doesn't at all. Yeah, the instrumentation is good. The song is fun. I really like this song. I thought this was good. So I liked this. Just stood out for me in a lot of ways. I mean, it was kind of the only, like I said, it was the only bop. It was the the backing was super fast and upbeat. It was very, it was very pop. The one thing I kind of have complaints about is her voice. I think that she was slightly off. I I key actually, a little bit. 
I think she was, but I think it worked really well. No, I don't think it was yeah. necessarily a bad thing, but it's definitely one thing I just... Because it like this song stood out in all the right ways, you know, compare it to Sweden's where it stood out because my oh my, that's a voice. <laughs> this one was it was different and it was interesting and it was captivating. And I think her voice matched the, the musical themes perfectly. It was different. It was interesting. It worked really well with the song and with the context of the contest. Yeah, this was this was gonna be my my pick for Lou Memorial, but it seems like it's enjoyed enough globally that it doesn't need to be. So this is yeah, this is my third of the three for spot to win. Cool, interesting. Okay, so I think that include our thoughts. Yeah, like I don't think it's gonna win just because juried competition and all that but i really liked this one okay so we have only three songs left and we are going into finland to song number 16 by victor klimenko and the title means the sun sets in the west This is the one that we have alluded to for so long. The snakeskin suits and the Abraham Lincoln man. It really is. Oh my God. I thought it was a chin at first. Like I thought that his beard was a shadow and he just had like the strongest chin ever. Um, (laughs) The the (laughs) sharpest jawline. Yeah. It was not that. Still incredibly sharp jawline, but weird Mm -hmm. neck beard. The, The song itself man aside although i do want to talk about him more it this was kind of a similar like vocal forward but complemented well by the orchestra vocally uh and sonically it was very kind of large at points except for the ending it it kind of went into like a low simmer at the end which felt out of place with the rest of the song and the outro was kind of like a fade to fade to black almost It, it concluded well but it felt very lackluster compared to the rest of the tune and compared to the man. Again, that snakeskin suit or alligator, whatever. I don't know what it was. That was a, the only... Exquisite. Oh, certainly. Or or really bad. I honestly haven't made up my mind yet. <laughs> I, I just wrote, it's a shame the song isn't as enthralling as his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's absurd. It's the only beard on the show. His suit is mm-hmm. the most, like visually interesting one and he is also just like he looks like he's chiseled out of stone he looks like abraham lincoln i thought he kind of looks like jaws from james bond he doesn't really but like (laughs) gives off a similar energy it's just like what a more attractive version of of jaws from yeah Yeah. what an odd looking man and what a nothing song it was so weird yeah, no, I said that his his um appearance was really distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of, like, the jacket, beard, and also, like, his face is really striking, and I can't decide whether I find him attractive or very strange-looking. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I had no comments on the song because there really wasn't much to talk about. He has a really nice voice, I remember, but um, but, 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I the, I have no clue where this is going to place either. I have no clue. I think, like we've been saying with some of the other songs, given that we don't have much to say about the song itself, I think it's going to go in the bottom. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Um, before we move on to the next one, I will note that this singer was allegedly the first person to have an album be certified gold in Finland in 1970. Huh. Neat. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yeah. Weird Abraham Lincoln man. <laughs> he is the strangest man. I want to know more so about him. Weird. <laughs> All right. So um, after this, the second to last song of the night, which is song number 17, Chesnya, which means longing, by Vice Vukov for Yugoslavia. And before we get into it, we got to talk about Vice Vukov. He is a super interesting person. Okay. And I, I'm going to go through his life briefly, but it's not going to do justice at all. In addition to being a popular singer in Yugoslavia, he was a Croatian revolutionary. Oh, really? who, yeah, he was an, an instrumental figure in the Croatian Spring, which was an uprising where Croats demanded more self-governing rights from the Yugoslav government in the late 60s. But because of his radical sort of anti-Yugoslav sentiments, he was exiled from Yugoslavia for five years and his musical career was tanked. And um, when was this? What was the time frame on that? Exiled in, in like the early 70s, I think. Okay. So also he had to be separate, separated from his wife for five years. So he was, he was exiled, I think, in Italy. I, I don't remember, though. Um, and then he ended up returning to Yugoslavia. He had to live in complete anonymity. But then he started releasing music that was only available by word of mouth. Like, the you know, the police wouldn't find out that he was there. And then um, in the late 80s, he kind of made a more public comeback when Yugoslavia started to fall. Um, and his comeback led to 14 sold-out concerts in Croatia. Whoa. And wow. until his death in 2008, and also like starting in the 90s when Croatia had established its own democracy, he was a fervent supporter of the Social Democratic Party of Croatia, and he ran many times for Croatian parliament and was named uh, Croatian ambassador to Switzerland in 2001. Wow, he is a fascinating Whoa. dude. <laughs> yeah, and um, if you want to know more about him, I would recommend checking out um, episode 58 of the Euphoria podcast entitled The Forgotten Voice of Croatia, which is like all about his wild, wild life. Yeah, that sounds really cool. That was that was an interesting tale. He's he's a really interesting person and kind of wish I cared more about this song. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I think out of the man ballad, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, he's very passionate. He has a beautiful voice and I think he has really good stage presence and conviction and soul. But the song itself is not bad. It's not it's not forgettable and it's not bad, but it's um, a little bit basic. I guess. Yeah, I think this is definitely one where the performance outshines the song. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I quite like this song. I like it too, but I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, another thing of note, not really a, 
micro or a con, but this is, I believe it's a waltz with a, like a three, three by three time signature. Yeah, there were a lot of those this year. I, this is the only one that I didn't have to count. Like I, I, I didn't pay attention to any of the other songs, but this one, I, I guess it was very obvious that it was a waltz, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just something, I guess. It was neat. I liked it. I think his voice was cool. It it was similar to Finland's ending in that it kind of fades to black, which I'm not a huge fan of in this context. Eh, it was good. Yeah, I know. I thought this was I thought this was good. I thought he was he was the most successful at being a crooner of the night. Oh, yeah. Which feels odd in sixty five, but like he did a good job of it, so I don't really have that many complaints with this one. Yeah, actually, and and on reflection, I think this was definitely the best male ballad of the year. I'm still pro Austria, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. Maybe <laughs> exactly Austria, Austria. Then no, I. Mm. So, what do you think this one did? How do you think this one did? I think this one's gonna do pretty well i don't necessarily think it's a contender to win but i think it's gonna do pretty well i don't i don't know if i agree only okay i say that but i also did add it to my own playlist so maybe i do (laughs) agree after all (laughs) i like this could really go any way for me i this one kind of evades judgment on on my side interesting okay but yeah, so last song of the night was Switzerland with the song No A Jamais Sans Toi, which means No, Forever Without You by Yovana. Some fun fact fjord to get to. Welcome to the fun fact fjord. Yes, so, was is not actually Swiss, she's Greek. Shock horror, Switzerland sends someone that's not from Switzerland. (laughs) And she she was an opera singer, mainly, and um, one thing that I thought was really interesting was that she won the second ever Sopot International Song Festival. Do you know what that is? Nope. No? It's um, it's it's a it's sort of similar to Eurovision, but uh, like not as budget. I think um, it's this song contest. I think still happens to this day. It's hosted every year in Poland, and countries across the world can participate. Like the U.S. participates in it. Oh, weird. Okay. The most interesting is that in the late '70s, it was appropriated into the Intervision Song Contest, which was um, the Eastern Bloc's answer to Eurovision. <laughs> oh. So there was funny. like a Soviet. Like a couple that years in the seventies, like bonus episode and a half. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Yeah, so for like a couple years in the seventies and eighties, there was pretty much a Soviet Eurovision. That'll I think be it's so on, cool. Keep an eye out for that on the Patreon eventually. <laughs> yeah, that and um, It'll probably the Will be Ferrell hard movie. To find yeah. a recording of that anywhere. Yeah, I don't know if there is one, but if there is one, we're gonna be on that like it on rice. So the song. I like this one a lot. This is probably my favorite ballad of the. Maybe not better than Austria, but it was really good. I think it was super dynamic. Her voice is incredible. You can tell she's an opera her singer. Voice is great. 
thought she had a really great stage presence. She connected well with the camera and the audience. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. This was, this is how you have an opera singer do um, like pop music or like a ballad or whatever. Like Sweden did it absolutely wrong because yeah, we talked about why that was wrong. This is right because it's not like super like the funny times 20 vibrato and it fits with the song and you can tell that her voice is really good but not distractingly so and there's a good song to back up the voice as well so i really like this one a lot yeah i no, i agree i I, this was i thought this one was really good it was most certainly one of the best ballad ballads of the night um and i think this was the closest thing we got tonight to shirley bassey oh yeah big positive like i she her voice was fantastic i think this i this was probably the best voice of the night like her in portugal uh her in portugal's two. entries entry austria. Were, what oh well yeah, austria. yeah. <laughs> you guys liked austria more than i did this <laughs> um, was very good yeah but I, th- I think she had the best voice of the night she had the best ballad of the night um, I talked a little bit last week about my theory of a good ballad is one that sounds like a Bond song. And I think this was one of the closest ones of tonight to doing that. Hence the Shirley Bassey comparison. So I, I liked this one. I liked this one. I thought it was very dramatic and good. I thought this was good as well. It actually, to me, sounded a lot like uh, Edith Piaf. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Very like, quote unquote, French, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. It sounded like something that I've actually heard before, which I, I guess I enjoy that feature in a song. I think, though, this was, like you mentioned, uh, very powerful, which was a perfect way to end the show. This yeah, whole yeah. contest had probably the best like beginning and end performances. of any. So strange ever. because you would expect it to have the worst because it's the oldest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you got you got in with a, a nice swing, a nice chase scene. You end with this uh, powerful exceedingly french ballad in the best way very bond-esque actually both of them were bond-esque yeah they were in their own in their own very separate ways yeah definitely i i like this song top half okay alice of course i yeah i think this is this is a contender to win for me i thought this was great i thought it 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 takes quite a bit to get me to care about a ballad and i thought this was really good so i think this is a contender to win yeah said it once and i've said it again if Alice likes a ballad it is a good one <laughs> guaranteed so yeah that that was all of them and i have to say this was a lovely evening of entertainment in my yes. opinion a lovely evening is a very good way to describe this eurovision actually yes like if i was like if i was there it would have been like like I, I would feel a good vibe you know yeah that that's an yes. event to go to, you know. Night out on the town, you fight yes. to the last minute, you hurry in. Wow, amazing evening. That's back when like Eurovision was like you go, you wear a suit, you sit down, clap, and do not holler at the songs as they go <laughs> along, and you watch the voting. Oh, that would be. Are we romanticizing oh, this? <laughs> I was just about to say, are we romanticizing? Like, that didn't make any sense. But um, what does make sense? Actually, no, the 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 results don't make sense either. But anyway, we're gonna do them. <laughs> They don't make sense? Uh-oh. Well, just because the voting. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Okay. Voting of it all. So let's get into the results. Yeah, so last place. Ready. Germany, zero points. Hey. Oh. Surprisingly, no one except Ellis. 
called that. Yeah. It didn't deserve that. It was better than it was. It that is not a Noel Plan song. It was That's it like was middling, which means it was bad. Yeah, like who's that. Voting for, and, who votes for that though? Yeah. I, I think that's that's a victim of this voting format more than anything, I think. Yeah. What does the 15 mean there, Jonathan? Um, the 15 means that um, our oh, song okay. got zero points. <laughs> oh, and they were all tied for last place, which was 15. Oh. Because <laughs> oh. this voting system is fucking stupid and it allowed four <laughs> songs to get zero points. Anyway, next song that got zero points was Spain. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh disgusting yeah. i really liked that one that's our lou memorial it's that's... your lou memorial oh. <laughs> that's that was so threatening somehow Jonathan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not the intention but um, rest in lou <laughs> rest lou in... conchita i guess in the next song to get zero points was belgium okay i'm forgetting what belgium's oh no belgium's exactly. was the oh, arm. it was the one that was worthwhile for being forgettable that's that totally makes sense and the last song to get zero points was finland <laughs> weird weird man weird, it was literally weird, like man. he literally exists in a vacuum like there's no <laughs> he, there's no comparison there is no comparison yeah yeah so right. four zero pointers it's absurd Ready for first pointed entry I'm yes, excited. Please. I hope it's one point. No, it's going to be like 12 or something ridiculous. One point Portugal. Oh! oh really? Portugal? This was a, this was a oh, robbery. That is a robbery. So there's two so, tied wow. for 15th, then? Probably, I don't remember, but how I guess that's a, what that means. How does a juried competition give someone with a voice that good one point? I'm not sure. Weird. Also, crazy. like, Nor- Norway hasn't. We haven't seen Norway yet, and that was terrible. Or France. Or Ireland. <laughs> or I yeah, Ireland is more uh Okay, who else okay, is anyway. Norway? Hey, there's Norway. There's okay. Norway. There's Norway. And there's Norway. So in twelfth place. Hashtag there's Norway. Yugoslavia with two points in twelfth place. Alright. Yeah. That could that could have done. I would have liked to see it that do better, but better. you know. Eleventh place. Get ready. Netherlands five points. Robbery robbery that was okay netherlands and yugoslavia should both be up like three spots grand heist bank robbery level that that was a good song also was easily top three for me i don't understand how it's so low just gonna point out that ireland did a bet ireland has apparently scored better than yugoslavia despite yugoslavia being just a better version of what ireland was like, it's yeah, not even comparing sure. apples to oranges at that point. It's comparing crooner to crooner. In spite of the fact that there were three songs that were Ireland but better, Ireland is still above all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Ready for the top ten? Yeah. I'm going to play Sweden. Really? Opera Man? Yeah. <laughs> above? Opera Man. Yeah. I, like, I'm so confused by all of these results that I have no choice but to say, eh, to all of them. No, but also, like, I think that if they did the 12-point system, things would be a lot different. Yeah. Even considering, like, how tastes change over time, like, I think that this just this voting system didn't make sense. Anyway, number nine, Monaco's seven points. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that, that that makes a lot of sense to me. I think right about the middle is where that one is what that one should yeah. have expected. Yeah, but then at the same time, there were ones that deserve to be bottom of the barrel dumpster France. trash that are France. still there. <laughs> it's in Ireland, have still yet to make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, eighth place, Switzerland, eight points. Oh, wait, wait. we like that one. Hold on. Wait, we like that one a lot. It should have done better. It should have done way better. What? That should have done way better. No! I don't understand it. Absurdity. Oh, that's whack. So whack. And so is seventh place, maybe. I don't really remember, but seventh place was. And Mar- oh, Denmark. Oh, my God. I forgot what Denmark was, and then I remembered. <laughs> How did that get points? I don't none know who us, voted for none that. None of us had anything to say about Denmark. And then she doesn't cool. know how to blink and she's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> how did that get more points than Switzerland? What? More points than Netherlands and Yugoslavia and Portugal? Yeah, this this all Dude, of this voting most is most of this is up. like should just be flipped. Well honestly should yeah, no, honestly, these results should be completely disregarded because <laughs> they don't mean anything. Yeah, they're not absolutely. canon, it's fine. No, this is not canon. Uh, okay. Sixth On the place. other hand, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to see Luxembourg still in. So, yeah. So, actually, going into the top six, let's remind us who is still left. So we have the UK, Ireland, yeah. Austria, Luxembourg, and France. That's six. So two of my three are still in. I think and they were Luxembourg and Luxembourg and Austria. Austria, yeah, and then. Did you think was going to win, Ellis? I thought I thought Switzerland was going to win, but oh shit! Okay, yeah, oof, not okay, sixth place. Hey, top ten, it's fine. You're still yeah. <laughs> top ten in an eighteen horse race. <laughs> I know eight, eight, eight out of eighteen is not great. That's like middle, but whatever. This place is Ireland with eleven points. At least oh. it's not higher. That's so few points, and we are in sixth place. It is so strange. Yeah, it mm. for context. The highest ever point value achieved by a Eurovision contestant was 758 points. I feel like there's going to be like a legit, a, what not logistic, help me out, what's it called? A logarithmic curve to this voting system. Exponential? Exponential yeah. curve to this voting system, which is not how it should be. I mean, I know this doesn't happen, but like, wouldn't it be funny if it was like 11 points, 12 points, 14 points, 15 points, and the winner like somehow has like 100? Yeah. <laughs> it would be fun, but... <laughs> But what, impossible. Song, what song is like 90 points better than all of the rest of them? None, None of them. them. <laughs> None of them. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't I don't get it. Okay, fifth place, are we ready? Yeah. Top five. Let's go. Oh I oh my god, I forgot Italy was there. I keep oh, having to go right. back and check my notes about who he was the oh, one yeah. who thought he was Elvis and had the backing yeah. singers. Oh, 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 That's oh. also wrong. Really <laughs> weird choice. Weird choices all around this year. Yeah. Who's in fourth? Okay. 16 points. Oh, there's uh, Austria. Man. Eh, top so, five, I guess. That's fine. That the top three is in no particular order. The United Kingdom, Luxembourg, France. France? I mean, shout outs to Luxembourg, though. Dude, uh, yeah. They're going to go all the way. I'm, I'm cruising for it, at least. Yeah, cross the fingies. Also, United Kingdom is still in? United, UK I and can't France? can't explain it. I can't explain either of that. Switch? Switch Portugal and Yugoslavia or, or the Netherlands with those two. I'm yeah. happy. Like totally, I didn't yeah. I didn't dislike France as much as you guys did, but even still I don't think they should be this high. Yeah. France was third. 
22 points. <laughs> With 22 points. That is a significant jump. Yeah. So just to recap. We're living in a reality where the UK is either first or second. Just to recap, <laughs> the, two, the two songs left are the, the contemporary sounding one. The only one that incorporated actual rock elements. The one that's written by Serge Gainsbourg. And the one where the performer literally looked like she got lost and started singing. <laughs> I believe, I believe that it will not win. Did you find out? Yeah. Yes. UK second place, 26 points. Hey! Oh, my God. So that, that was way that... too stressful. <laughs> yeah. We haven't been this stressed since the UK got second place in 1988. Oh, my God. What is it with the UK <laughs> and undeserved the... second places? I don't know. I couldn't. Maybe it's because she uh, has an appearance akin to that of Marilyn Monroe and uh, she's the <laughs> highest paid singer of her generation. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. <laughs> I was firm in believing this was the bottom half. And oh, man, was I wrong. Yes, so this means that Luxembourg did win by how many points do you think they got? Weird year. I think they got like six in the high 30s. Low 30s for me. Low 30s hey, is right. 32 points. points. Exactly. Whoa, oh, that's crazy. crazy. No one killed it. Oh. Good for Luxembourg. They they deserve that. Also, 32 points compared to 758. That is crazy. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's look at the, the, the scoring. Oh, yikes. Denmark got two fives. That's how they got their 10 points. Whoa. Oh, and nothing else? Wait, Even in Luxembourg. That's so weird. Huh, Sweden, I guess, makes sense because it's like neighbor voting. Luxembourg? What the hell? Yeah. Luxembourg do better. <laughs> hey, Luxembourg gave its five to Denmark, it's three to France, and it's one to Italy. What? Ew. Those are the worst possible ones. If you but... like switch like Italy's one with like one to Ireland, which also, by the way, Ireland got five points from someone. Oh, they got five points from Ireland, Ireland from Italy. Wow. Is, God, What's th up with Belgium's uh, six? There, it looks like they didn't give a one. So, could you combine a one and a six to, or one and a five? Yeah. Uh, let me look at the voting. Give a six and a three, right? Yeah, yes. they gave a okay. six and a So, three. if only one song got every point within the jury, it would get all nine points. And if only two songs were chosen, the songs would get six and three in that order. Oh. Okay. So, they kind of could give. That is, this is such an odd time. It's a, a terrible voting. Terrible six to result. the UK. You know, six to the UK and then three to Italy. This is so backwards. Man, the 60s were not a good time, apparently. <laughs> got one point from Monaco. At least Luxembourg won. Like, at least a good song won. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm shocked by that, given how backwards everything else was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that is kind of cool is that um, the song that did win is actually like a super like internationally successful song. It's been covered oh, by a lot of, like, it's been covered by Arcade Fire and Bell and Sebastian. Oh, and, really? I've like, got to give that a listen. Yeah, it, a chart positions. I was number one in Norway, French, Canada, and France. Number two in Luxembourg. Three in West Germany. Four in Flemish, Belgium. Top ten in a bunch of places, including Japan and Singapore. Cool. Whoa. I like and, that. Yeah. I listened to a version. Yeah, she recorded it in a bunch of different languages. I listened to the Japanese one. It was interesting. Wait, she recorded it in Japanese? Oh, uh, no, or someone in Japanese covered it. No, she recorded it in, oh, Japanese. By France, recorded no. it in Japanese. There was also another version sung by Miyako. Miyako Hirota. Interesting. That's cool. 
<laughs> the Arabic one is called Doll of Wax and an Effigy of the Brand. <laughs> I like it. Oh, the big rice cooker in Cantonese. Interesting. Wow, song for the animated movie, McDoll, The Rise of the Rice Cooker. Wild. German yeah. version, that was a nice party. <laughs> Don't be angry, it's not off. a disaster. What's the one by Arcade Fire called? Oh, and um, Swedish metal band, Therion. Oh, nice. Yeah, Bell and Sebastian performed a live version. The, I've listened to the Arcade Fire one, I know it exists. <laughs> oh, it's uh, apparently with LCD sound system, which is pretty cool. Oh, it was wild. No kidding. Oh, German punk band Weezo. I've listened to that also. That is so close to listen. Weezer. <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, anime series Sugar Sugar Rune uses an altered version of the music in its opening theme? Whoa. <laughs> this is such a... Like, thus, I... thus Wisp band Hill, Hillbilly Moon Explosion covered the song in 2005. Are you joking? Hillbilly Moon Explosion and their Swiss. <laughs> Swiss rockabilly group founded in 19... 19- that these this is weird i'm intrigued this was definitely a highly educational episode of the eurovision rewind podcast i have Dude, to say fun fact fjord welcome to the fun fact fjord we got some weird voting that we have now yes. discovered wow absolutely and the fun fact fjord runs deep it really did i think that includes everything other than to decide on the next year that we're doing yeah oh. Awesome. So next week we will be doing 2013. 23rd. Oh, I'm excited for this. (laughs) It's no 2006. It'll do. It's no 2014. It's no 2017. Yeah, that. You know what? I'm happy for all of this. This was a good episode. These are some good songs. Voting was whack. Uh, It's not canon, though, as we already said. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not canon, it's just the Yugoslavian win. Or the no, Luxembourg. the Luxembourgish win. Yeah. yeah. Luxembourgeois. Luxembourgeois. Is that oh. where bourgeoisie comes from? <laughs> I don't think so, but it would be funny if it was. Bourgeois comes fr- uh, from the late Latin Borgus, which means castle. Oh, so it, I oh, mean, it's probably neat. the same root then. Yeah. What does Luxem mean? Never mind. Let's do this later. Yes, you can. Thank you so much for watching. Please check out our um, Patreon where um, we will be donating our first two months of proceeds, which was June and July, to a local Black Lives Matter um, organization. And after that, we will be using it to cover some production costs. And also be sure to check us out on Instagram at Eurovision underscore Rewind. And um, that's that's it. That's everything. Oh, also, we have a Spotify now. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, we will be updating the playlist uh, with all of our song recommendations. You can get access to that on the Patreon if you want, maybe. Or maybe it'll just be on the Spotify for free. Who knows? That is yet to be decided. 